Hey, hey, Annika here. Okay, it makes no difference to you, but I am recording this episode very late. Um, so I just, something happened that uh, makes me feel bad about myself. So every evening we have uh, bedtime routines in our household, um, which involves me going to each child and saying goodnight and hug them and kiss them and say I love you and um, sleep well and all that. Um, and tonight, uh, well, I got stuck with my work and uh, they called for me twice. Mom, are you coming? And I said, yes, yes, just give me a minute. And, uh, well, I went upstairs now to kiss them goodnight and they were all asleep. Um, okay, I felt so bad, but they were so cute. Anyway, uh, I've had a really rough day, like a rough, like a rough, rough, that kind of rough day. <clears throat> so I thought, why don't, why don't I try and make myself laugh? I don't know if it will work. Um, but the other day, uh, you know, when you scroll through your social media and you just see something that, oh, this is interesting. Well, I, I had one of them um, and I'll tell you about it. But so this episode has the potential to extend your life because, um, it's, well, if it makes you laugh, it has. <laughs> and laughing has the potential to, uh, it improves your immune system for many, many hours. And so just upfront disclaimer here, I'm not saying that I will extend your life or that I will improve your immune system or that this podcast was, will. Yeah, I said I'm not saying that I will or that the podcast will extend your life or your improve your immune system, but I'm saying that laughter, laughing is really, really good for you. Uh, so good, actually, that it's worth making an intentional effort to laugh every day as much as possible. Like seek it out, go hunt for it. I do it every day. Um, typically, quick snippets on either YouTube or Instagram. I have my favorite comedians um, that never fail me they always make me laugh so I so told you the other day I landed on something on Facebook and it was Les Brown if you don't know Les Brown it's um well it's one of my favorite motivational speakers I followed him for years and years and years I love him um and I actually had the pleasure to meet him in person to hang out with him um a couple of years ago thanks to my very good friend Marie Cosgrove so Marie came to London, we were going to meet, uh, or we, we met, um, and um, had a phenomenal weekend. She came for work, and because she was speaking at one of Les's events, so of course I went with her, and I got to hang out in the green room and meet the other speakers, and um, Marie has some neck issues, and I I do massage, so I gave her a massage, of course, to help improve the, the situation and um, so when she was backstage with Les uh, he was in pretty acute pain neck and shoulder pain so Marie goes says to Les uh, my friend can fix that she comes to me she comes running to me in the audience in the middle of the uh, first part of the speaking in the in the morning and uh, she says, Annika, Les has back pain. Can you come and fix it? Can you come and give him a massage? <laughs> if you ask me any random person, any human, can you give them a massage? Yes, yes, no problem. 
Where, where's the person? Here we go. Massage, massage. But then you take someone famous and then you take like someone that you admire and uh, have worshipped for years and like you get starstruck and forget what, how to do a massage or whatever it is you're supposed to do. Anyway, I got to give Les Brown a massage in the green room. And I, there were lots of people in there, security guards, his team, his crew, wee-wee-wabby, everybody, like massive bodyguards in this tiny room. Uh, so the temperature went up, of course. And like giving a massage, it's a little bit of physical movement. And I'll be honest, I was like, I don't know, what do you say? Nervous, blushing. So, oh my goodness gracious, I was sweating. <laughs> uh, and then anyway, he came back out on stage after that and his pain was gone. So before the massage, he had to sit down because he had such bad neck pain. And after the massage, he walked around and he was so happy. So that was a, it's a good memory. And in the evening, uh, he called us to get come to meet up at the hotel where they were staying. So... I massaged him. I think it was for two hours. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Les is listening to my podcast. So I hope your neck is great, Les, and I look forward to seeing you soon again. Okay, let me get myself back on track here. So what Les Brown said in this uh, Facebook Live that I saw was um, he talked about the importance of laughter. And he said, one minute of laughter can improve your immune system for up to 24 hours over 24 hours if you laugh really good and being angry for one minute weakens your immune system for four to five hours ah uh, my day today i said in the beginning that it's been a rough day rough rough it's been a rough day <coughs> i shouldn't have done that so now that i think of how many minutes i've been angry oh my goodness yeah, but then again, it's okay, because if I laugh now, I will catch up on that fast. So this is my attempt to contribute to some laughter, which is good for us. So here we go. Um, in surgery for a heart attack, a middle-aged woman has a vision of God by her bedside. So she asks him, will I die? And God says, no, you have 30 more years to live wow she's like wow 30 years that's a lot to look forward so she decides to make the best of it and since she's already in the hospital she gets her boobs bigger i mean she makes her boobs bigger she gets liposuction a tummy tuck hair transplants and collagen injections in her lips she looks awesome and the day she's discharged she exits the hospital with a swagger, like, whoopity whoop, look at me. Crosses the street and is immediately hit by an ambulance and dies. So up in heaven, she sees God. Hey, you said I had 30 more years to live. That's true, says God. So what happened? Well, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> okay, okay, I... Uh, Maybe not so funny. A little bit funny. All right, next one. Um, it's about a talking dog. So a guy spots a sign outside a house that reads, Talking dog for sale. He's, he's, he's intrigued, curious. So he walks in and um, so, and he sees the dog and he says, So what have you done with your life? Uh, the dog answers, I've led a very full life. 
Um, I've lived in the Alps, rescuing avalanche victims. Then I served my country in Iraq, and now I spend my days reading to the residents of a retirement home. The guy is flabbergasted. He's like, what? And he asks the dog's owner, why on earth do you want to get rid of a dog like that who can talk like this? He's an incredible dog. Well, because he's a liar. He's never done any of that. <laughs> I think it's a little bit funny. Okay, uh, here, here's one, a quick one. What do you call someone who gets mad if they don't have bread? Huh? What do you call someone who gets mad if they don't have bread? Lactose intolerant. <laughs> what kind of waves do tiny surfers ride? Microwaves. <laughs> what do you call a hippie's wife? Mississippi. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Uh, what do you call a dog that can do magic? Huh? What do you call a dog that can do magic? A labracadabrador. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is the least spoken language in the world? The sign language. Ah, that's like, you can argue about that one because they, they, they speak it all the time. Just don't hear it. What vegetable should you bring if you get a flat tire? Asparagus? 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 Eh? Yeah? Get it? Do you get it? Uh, okay, and what do we go? We say, uh, who does the pharaoh talk to when he's sad? Who does the pharaoh talk to when he's sad? His mummy. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, how about um, a, ventri a ventriloquist is performing with his dummy on his lap. So if anyone doesn't know what a ventriloquist is, is the an artist who has his hand in a puppy? No, in a doll. Uh, and the doll talks. But it's not really the doll talking, right? It's, it's the other person. Okay. So he's telling a dumb blonde joke when a young platinum-haired beauty jumps to her feet. What gives you the right to stereotype blondes that way? What, what does hair color have to do with my worth as a human being? Very, very upset, flustered, the ventriloquist begins to stammer and tries to apologize. Uh, apologize. Um, and the lady goes, you keep out of this. I'm talking to that little jerk on your knee. <laughs> oh, stupid. Um, what's orange and sounds like a parrot? A carrot. <laughs> I'm not sure this is funny at all. You have to be really tired to appreciate this. Um, okay, so I read this thing that said, uh, it is impossible to breathe through your nose if you stick your tongue out. It is impossible to breathe through your nose if you stick your tongue out. Like you literally cannot breathe through your nose if you stick your tongue out. And the next point said, you just tried breathing through your nose with your tongue out. <laughs> and I did. Like, stick your tongue out and breathe through your nose. Okay. Okay, so the next point after that said, and um, while your tongue was out, you realized that it is possible to breathe through the nose with your tongue out. But you look absolutely ridiculous. I don't know about you, if you tried it, if you didn't try it. Like, stick your tongue out 
and breathe through your nose, which you can. Uh, I did something with my nostrils, like I tried to open them up and it made me stretch my upper lip in a very non-flattering way. Like, yeah, like an angry dog who's very thirsty. Anyway, we can breathe through the nose with our tongue out. Ha! Okay, so um, I'll do a, a little story about Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson when they go camping. So, after a wonderful dinner and a bottle of wine, they retire and go to bed um, at their camping site. A few hours later, Holmes wakes up um, and wakes up his good friend. Watson, Watson, look up at the sky and tell me what you see. And, and what can you read from that? Watson ponders and watches the sky for a moment. Um, yes, astronomically speaking, it tells, me, it tells me that there are millions of galaxies and potentially billions of planets. Um, astrologically, I can also state that Saturn is in Leo. Uh, hor- horologically, I can read that it is about quarter past three. Meteor- meteorologically, I can see that uh, we will have a nice day tomorrow. Theologically, I can see that God is powerful and that we are small and insignificant part of the universe. Yeah, but what does that tell you, Holmes? Both of them are silent for a moment. Watson, you idiot! Someone stole our tent! <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Um, so how about this one? A woman went into the office of her private doctor with a very worried face. She said, I already noticed when I got up in the morning and saw myself in the mirror that my hair was ugly. I had many wrinkles. My eyes were bloodshot and I had dark circles on the, under the eyes. I look really bad. What's wrong with me? The doctor spent a couple of minutes looking at her and checking things. And he sits down calmly and says, I can at least conclude that there's nothing wrong with your vision. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Okay. My cat plays chess. Wow. That must be one intelligent cat, huh? No, not very. I always win. (laughs) Okay. um, Two more. I I have such a stomach ache. Could it be the oysters I ate yesterday? Yeah, yes, they may have been bad, but you usually see that when you open them. Open them? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, that makes me think of, what's his name? Mr. Bean. Have you seen him eat oysters? If you haven't, go on YouTube and check out Mr. Bean eating oysters. Oh, my goodness. You you laugh of pain seeing him. All right, so last last story I'm going to share. Uh, it's about thinking differently. It's about Eddie. Eddie was a boy who had failed throughout his whole school. All the years he just failed. He appeared a threat to his teachers. Uh, he just would not conform. He seemed to have potential. But in his teacher's eyes, he seemed to go out of his way to be difficult. He was born a, a mismatcher, a misfit in the miseducation system. He left school at age 15 without grades or qualifications, and he applied for a job in a government-run warehouse. Uh, And it being a government-run warehouse, there had to be a government-approved interview conducted by a government-approved interviewer. And the interviewer 
like the teachers, expected the right answers to the government-approved questions. Okay, said the interviewer. First, a general knowledge question. How many days of the week begin with the letter T? Even the interviewer was surprised by the time it took Eddie to answer. Finally, Eddie said, Two. Correct, said the interviewer. By the way, oh, what are they? Today and tomorrow, Eddie replied. Uh, okay, said the interviewer, thinking, uh, I'll fix you, wise guy, under his breath. Here's a mathematics question. How many seconds are there in a year? Quick as a flash, Eddie replied. Twelve. Twelve, echoed the interviewer with incredulity. I don't know how to say that word. Incredulity. In disbelief. How the heck did you get that answer? Well, that's easy, said Eddie. There's January 2nd, February 2nd, March 2nd, April 2nd. <laughs> how many seconds are there in a year? Twelve. That's hilarious. Okay, okay. Uh, here's a spelling question then. How many D's are there in Rudolf the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Again, there was a long silence. Eddie seemed engaged in some complicated internal computation, nodding his head rhythmically. Finally, he said, A hundred and three. A hundred and three? A hundred and three in Rudolf the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Uh, where do you get that answer from? Da 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 Okay, so um I am really tired. It's been a long day. I'm gonna go and make a heavy effort to make myself have a good laugh now. Um not with dorky jokes, but something that makes me really laugh. So um Thank you for listening, and if you can, make yourself laugh.